my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is a show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Pastor Will here in the studio and I want to thank you for joining us uh, here on Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We're coming live here from our studio here in Adelaide, South Australia and we want to welcome you for tuning in today. I have a very special guest and uh, it's our first time in the studio together actually and it's none other than uh, Pastor Caden Pepper. Caden, good to see you in the studio, mate. Thanks very much, Will. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're just talking off air how um, how the powers to be had you in the studio with me today. And my normal um, co-host on a Monday evening is Pastor Brendan Wilkinson, and he's away on a ministry uh, appointment, I believe. And so um, the powers to be, I say, hey, why don't you step in? And we were having a bit of a chuckle that this may be a one-off appointment or it could be a preview of things to come. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm not sure exactly what I signed up for. <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, good to have you in the studio, Caden. Caden, just for our listeners out there um, who may may not know a little bit about you, yeah, maybe just a minute or so, a bit about what you're doing in your life now and, um, and uh, how you came to be part of Drive Time. Yeah, well, this year I'm working as a pastor for two of our Seventh-day Adventist churches, uh, one in Brighton and another one at Marrows Park. And so I'm just looking and caring for those churches. Um, I've also, I'm also married um, and got a couple of kids, my wife Amy. I've got uh, Hugo, who's five, and Robbie, who's three years old. And uh, I haven't been in the ministry um, or, or uh, church ministry all my time. Uh, for the last 10 years, I've been in school ministry and uh, as a yep. school teacher and working for our schools here in Adelaide. Wow, fantastic. So it sounds like you have a lot of experience there uh, in the school space. And, um, you know, we were at our minister's retreat, and, you know, us Adventist pastors here in uh, South Australia. And I got, got to hear about a bit about your testimony as well. I was quite amused by, um, because your surname's Pepper and, um, <laughs> obviously all the jokes that would come alongside. But the, what you shared in the, in your, uh, testimony or your sharing time with the pastors was you even get the odd joke or two from older members. Yeah, all the church folks in the church, which I, you, you wouldn't expect to come it. from them. No, no, you'd expect it from little kitties, you know, primary school or you know, high school, but but not you know, <laughs> people um, you know of adult age. So anyway, well, Caden, it's great to have you in the studio. Um, we have a, and by the way, welcome once again wherever you're tuning in from, where you're listening in the car or uh, at home or wherever you find yourself on this beautiful Monday evening. We want to welcome you for tuning in today. As we always do, we have a free book offer that we're going to promote in just a few moments time, but uh, we want to introduce our theme. And so for our regular listeners, you would know that each and every week we share on a particular theme throughout the course of the week. And I get the privilege because on a Monday to kickstart the whole theme and uh, introduce the topic to um, each and every one of you. So our theme for this whole week is the Bible, Jesus, and the end times. The Bible, Jesus, and the end times. And so, uh, Pastor Caden, I'm great to um, have you on the other side of the desk here because you're going to lead us um, in a conversation, a Bible study, on what Jesus actually did say about the end times. Um, so looking forward to that, Caden. Um, so the particular question we're going to look at, which is, Basically, part of the theme is, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? And so um, that's what we're going to be looking at in just a few moments. Did Jesus ever talk about the end times? And our team will be unpacking various questions related to this overall theme. And so we hope that you, for our listeners, will enjoy what we have to share with you today and for the rest of the week. 
Um, before we jump into our theme, as we always do, we always like to spend a few moments at the top of the show um, with what we call our World Watch segment, where we share a little bit of what's happening out on the in the media space. And so, Caden, it's a bit of an interesting uh, article I'd like to read for our listeners today. And um, it's taken from the Guardian um, website. And uh, the title of the article is The Lord Told Us To. U.S. pastor says he stole one million from Christians to remodel home. So, um, yeah, quite the article. So, <laughs> so it's not a super long article. So I thought I might just read it because it's on just a page in a bit. But um, yeah, as you're listening, Pastor Caden, um, yeah, there's a bit of a. I guess there's a something that's a bit closer to home for us as we're leaders of the local church in. Yeah, there's a couple of takeaways that I got from the article and I'd like to hear your response as well. So here we go. This was uploaded uh, just a few weeks ago and it starts by saying a Colorado pastor, this is in the US, a Colorado pastor who is charged with stealing more than a million dollars from his Christian community in a cryptocurrency scheme has admitted to the fraud, but he argued that God instructed him to carry it out. Eli Regalado, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Eli and his wife, Caitlin, are charged with creating and selling their cryptocurrency known as Index Coin to Christians based in their hometown of Denver, Colorado, allegedly telling would-be investors that the Lord had told him people would become very rich if they invested. The state's division of securities announced in a press release on Thursday. But Index Coin was, quote, practically worthless in reality, prosecutors said in the statement. Investors lost millions of dollars while the Regalados used their investments for lavish living. In a video statement about the charges, Eli admitted that the couple had squandered $1.3 million that was raised through cryptocurrency. And uh, Eli is quoted as saying, the charges that are that me and Caitlin are pocketed $1.3 million, he said in a recent video. I just wanted to come out and say those charges are true. And then he adds... A few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel the Lord told us to do. Mm. Wow. And then he goes on to say, we took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. Look, there's a bit more in the article, but, you know, I think that's the gist of the article. So here it is, Caden. Here's an imposter in America. And what I highlighted here was this idea that he said God told him to carry it out. It To me, it seems very subjective, very almost borderline cultish to think that that you would have some type of direct revelation to... Now, by the way, having said that, we know that God does speak to people through visions and dreams, So, and uh, God communicates through the human uh, experience. But this, to me, it sounded a bit dodgy from the outset that he basically was told to raise this money. He's telling his Christian community church friends to invest in index coin amasses about $1.3 million. And then the bloke spends half of it or, you know, a portion of it on his, on his home is remodeling his house. The, and if you read the article, they bought expensive, uh, they went on luxurious, you know, travel and, you know, bought a bunch of stuff and, and now he's getting prosecuted and he's actually uh, facing a, a civil trial, civil fraud charges have been filed against him. Um, so when you read that, you know, I'm not sure what your takeaway is, but for me, I'm, I'm not trying to say that we pastors are perfect or anything, but I can almost say 
with some fair sense of certainty, Kate, in that, I mean, in my years of ministry, I've been in pastoral ministry now 10 years and, and, you know, you and I, we are in the same spaces. We rub shoulders with, you know, within our, with our particular faith group, our Adventist uh, community. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, but I don't think I hear a whole lot of this type of thing where Christian pastors or leaders who are basically taking money from, from the laity and then going out and spending it on, you know, whatever they wanted. You know, just to give you a bit of insight, <laughs> the way our kind of structure works is, you know, as pastors, we get a salary and, you know, we get certain, I guess, things that we can claim, you know, like if we wanted to buy something pertaining to the church or if the church wanted to do like an evangelism, they we have to submit a, a budget proposal. You know, there's a bit of checks and balances on what I'm basically saying. But for, for a pastor to or a leader in a church to kind of have over a million dollars with no sense of, you know, records or accountability. To me, it's just mind-boggling. Well, what do you think, Caden, about this article? I know you, you're kind of just hearing it um, here in the studio, but what do you think about this guy telling his people, hey, God told me to invest in Index Coin. You're going to be super rich. You're going to make a heaps of money, gets all the money, and I think the article says about 300 people between June 2022 and April 2023 uh, invested in this. They raised $3.2 million and the, this particular family, Eli and his wife, at least $1.3 million of it they used on personal luxury purchases, jewelry, and home reno projects and all that. Um, what do you think when you, you hear an article like this about this idea of, you know, here's this Christian leader, this Christian pastor saying, you know, God told him to do it. What do you reckon about the article? Yeah, I find it incredibly uh, sad that um, this would happen and, and so many people have lost their money because of it and obviously yeah. never respect the pastor because of his position. But um, it, it really uh, rings true to me that um, we're not to look to the pastor, we look to God and uh, yes. we need to make sure that um, what the pastor is actually saying, what the pastor is actually telling us to do is in line with God and the Bible, what the Bible says. Amen um, to I've, that. I've heard of other situations not too dissimilar to this um, where, yeah, pastors have gone away with, um, yeah, fraud at the end of the day and uh, it's very sad and uh, yeah my heart goes out to the people who've who've lost their money but um yeah it, it brings back to mind tonight's tonight's topic signs of the times and living towards the end um and how in the last day deceptions like mm. this are, have been foretold to take place and so it's so important that we keep looking to god and we we, we keep praying and and meditating on what his will is and what he wants for us and uh, just try to just try to filter through some of of these these schemes and things that are going on um, in our world, yeah. and it's very sad when you hear these sorts of things happening in churches, and and really tarnishes the Christian name, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and just before we move on from this article, I think when I was reading it, the the word that was popping in my head was this, you know, this prosperity gospel type of preaching, this gospel that says, you know, if if God blesses you, it's going to be very evident in your possessions and God's going to bless you with a new car, a new house and, you know, whatever. This name it, claim it, word of faith type of theology um, is where a lot of this stuff kind of stems from. And I'm just so glad, um, Kate, in that in our, again, I'm not trying to say that we are the, you know, we've got everything together in my particular faith group, but there is a general sense that when God calls us to discipleship, when Jesus calls us, is not a call to live in the mansion and, you know, have the, the flashy car and, and all this type of thing. It's great if you do that. Like, who doesn't want to have these, you know, these things in their lives, obviously. 
But, you know, I'm reminded what Jesus said, um, Kate, and, you know, he said, whoever desires to follow me, he says to, you know, deny themselves, to take up their cross. And, you know, I think there's another gospel story where one guy wanted to follow Jesus and he said, you know, something to the effect, you know, foxes have holes and, you know, somewhere, you know, he said something and he ends the line by saying, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Almost like saying, I've got nothing. You know, you really want to follow me? Like, uh, you know, I'm just sleeping wherever the Lord leads. You know, like, so, so when we look at the gospel, when we look at Christianity, I mean, at least how I see it, I don't see this idea that, that, you know, when God calls you to serve him, that all of a sudden, you know, your financial bills are going to be taken care of. And so, um, I think there's something to be said about, I guess, behind this particular leader. Now, look, we're not trying to, call this guy out as like he's evil and wicked obviously he's he's a human being like all of us we all need the grace of god but i, I just help but can't help but wonder kate in that underneath his this situation that has occurred there is this sense in which he he must think and believe that it was god's bless it was god that wanted him to to be rich it was god that it's almost like a excuse if i could use that word god wants us to be rich or God called me to, you know, to have millions of dollars and fly around in, in jets and all this type of thing. I'm thinking of another televangelist, as I just said that last sentence there. Um, so I guess for our listeners today, I, I just wanted to bring that out there about this idea of, you know, as Christians, and particularly this article is focusing on a Christian pastor, that, you know, God calls us to be faithful. He doesn't call us to, you know, to be, you know, to to be rich, I guess. Now, having said that, if God blesses us financially and he blesses us with uh, with some of the things in life that, you know, many people desire, that's great. But it's not something we should be chasing. You know, I'm also reminded, Caden, um, you know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in the Gospel of Matthew, that Satan turned around and said to Jesus, you know, took him up and showed him all the kingdom of the world. And he said, I'll give all this to you if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus responded as he did, you know, Away with me! Get get behind me, Satan! You will worship the Lord, and He may only show you serve. I think that's still relevant. I think I see a little bit of that coming through. Not that he's worshiping the money, but there's something about trying to. I guess it's like to me, it sounded like he wanted God. He's a, he's he's a professed Christian leader, but he wanted the he wanted everything else as well. And you know, Jesus said, "You can't have." God and riches, you know, you can you either follow God and take up your cross or, or you know, you go the other path. So it seems like he was trying to p- play both sides of the fence and as we can see, he's in a bit of legal trouble. So, um, so, so yeah, that was a bit of a, um, our World Watch article. I hope there was a bit of a lesson for all of us there. I mean, we're all succumb to, to temptation in its various forms, uh, particularly for this guy. He, you know, he led some people astray and they invested money in this guy and, you know, thinking they were going to get some return. And there was the, as the article said, these current, these cryptocurrency was essentially worthless. I, I would hate to think, you know, if we were in that predicament that we're giving, you know, our life savings or a gigantic amount to this guy thinking it was going to get us out of these financial, um, hole we're in and to turn around and it just, oh, it would be devastating. So. But I like what you said, Caden. I like how you said, you know, even pastors and leaders, we have to test everything by the Bible. We've got to test everything by what the Word of God says. So um, so hopefully we don't get deceived. We don't want to follow leaders who are 
preaching another gospel, as Paul would say. And so uh, hopefully there's a lesson for all of us there. So, hey, we're going to change gears now, um, Caden. We're going to go to a book offer. But before we do that, um, hey, I understand that you want to promote that there's you're doing an awesome message series over at Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Why don't you talk to our listeners about uh, some of the details of that series you're currently running? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Will. Yeah, we've got a series um, upcoming um, this Saturday um, at Brighton Church. Uh, it's at 10 Amelia Street in Hove, and it's it's an end-time series. I thought it would link well with our, our topic for this evening and this week. It's an end-time series, and we're, we're looking at are we on the borders of heaven? How close are we to when Jesus returns and take, takes us to heaven, to him? So this, this Saturday... Um, at, at our church service at Brighton. Uh, we'll be looking at the question, Sunday or Saturday, why it matters. You know, so many Christians out there worship God on a Sunday, yet um, here um, we're a Seventh-day Adventist and we worship God on Saturday. Why is that the case? And uh, is there is there going to be um, something that's happening in the future that um, is going to really um, drastically um, affect affect uh, our lives? Um, and uh, we're looking at it um, from a a perspective of end times and uh, seeing some of the signs and uh, also seeing um, what Revelation 13 says on the topic as well. So I'd love to see you at Brighton Church at 11am this this Saturday um, for for the series. Way to go. Way to go, Caden. So if you're in the Adelaide metro area, why don't you head down to Brighton Adventist Church there at 11am this Saturday and uh, you'll listen to awesome presentations on uh, the Bible and this yeah, this idea of Saturday and Sunday, which is quite a very relevant topic uh, for our our churches today. So hope you can come along this weekend to Brighton um, Adventist Church. Um, before we go to a break, we're just going to promote our book offer one more time. Uh, well, not one more time, for the first time. <laughs> so our book offer that we're going to promote today, it's an awesome book. And the title of the book is End Time Hope by A Journey to Eternity uh, by author, evangelist, Pastor Mark Finley. Uh, terrorist threats, school violence, devastating tornadoes, a shaky economy, the rising nuclear threat in Iran and North Korea. It's enough to frighten anybody unless you understand what's behind today's headlines. This book, The End Time Hope, provides answers to the confusing dilemma this world is facing. And if you know anything about Pastor Mark Finley, he's a fabulous presenter of Bible and, and end-time biblical prophecy. Hey, if you would like this free book, I know and guarantee that you will love this book either for yourself or to give to a friend of yours. All you need to do is text our code here, uh, text the code SA205. You need to pick up your phone, text SA205, and you text that code to the number 04888 We'll get your details and then we'll send that book out to you as soon as possible. So once again, if you're after a free resource, the book is entitled End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Pastor Mark Finley. All you need to do is text the code SA205 to the number 04888-80811 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Um, so please don't go away. We'll be we'll going to some music. We'll be back in just a few moments. Is 
city alight, yet not I, but Christ through Christ in me. That's a wonderful, beautiful song. Well, we want to welcome you once again for tuning in today to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. If you've just joined us, we are starting a brand new theme tonight, and the theme is The Bible, Jesus, and the End Times. And Caden and I, we're going to be looking at the question, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? So, Caden, walk us through um, this particular question uh, about Jesus. Did he ever talk about the end times? What, what do we know about what Jesus said um, from the Scriptures? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Will. Well, if you look at the Scriptures and particularly look at the Gospels where um, it, it depicts Jesus' account when he was here on earth, you find right. um, there's quite a bit um, where Jesus talks about the end times. You find it in um, all the Gospels alluded to, and he gives a lot of details, particularly in Matthew, uh, Mark, and uh, Luke as well. And uh, so we're going to dive into Matthew's accounts of um, some of the signs that Jesus talked about um, as we get closer to the end times. It's Matthew chapter 24. We'll be spending our time here. And uh, the disciples actually come to Jesus and uh, ask him this question. And so we we pick off in verse 3 of chapter 24 um, where it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age. So we've got a private situation where there's, right. there's no crowds, there's no people around. They're just privately discussing, and Jesus is posed this question here. Um, and notice it, it's a few questions, isn't it? Yeah. What will be the sign of your coming, they say, and of the end, end of, of the, the age? age. Yeah. Um, what coming are they talking about here, do you think? I think he's talking about... The return of Jesus, the second yeah, coming? Yes, that's that, right. That's how I've kind of seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the second coming. Um, so when Jesus came as a baby, that was the first coming. Right. When Jesus came Correct. and was born in Bethlehem, that's the first coming. But the Bible teaches us that Jesus will come back again and that he will take us to heaven to be with him um, before he recreates this world with no, with, uh, and gets rid of sin forever. But, um, yeah, you know, the second coming of Christ is one of the most important Bible truths there is. Um, it is actually mentioned 250 times in the New Testament alone. Wow. And if you do the maths, that's one in every 25 verses in the New Testament. Wow. But then when you think of the Old Testament, um, it, it's in there a lot as well. Because when Jesus came the first time as a baby in Bethlehem, there were many Old Testament prophecies that foretold that first coming. But many people don't realize that the second coming, there's actually so many more prophecies about the second coming in the Old Testament than there were about his first coming. Okay. Someone's done the maths, and, and they said that um, in the Old Testament, there is um, for every, for every um, there are eight prophecies for Christ's second coming than there were for his first coming. So um, it's a major theme of the Bible, the second coming yeah. of Jesus. And so here in the Gospels, in Matthew chapter 24, we have the disciples asking Jesus, what will be the signs of your coming? Because for them, when they read their Bibles, which was the Old Testament, they could see that um, this is something which um, is going to happen, the end of the worlds. They didn't realize how, 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 how long it would take. They yeah. thought it would probably come in their day, but um, they were very interested to know because the Bible foretold this. So is the second coming important? Absolutely it yep. is. And the Bible calls it the events of the ages. 
And so we read here that they've come to Jesus and uh, they're talking about the end times here. And so these times are talking about the times directly before Jesus comes back. Right. So we're going to go and um, read a bit more about what Jesus described these end times like. And he he doesn't really sugarcoat these end times. Yeah. In, in this whole chapter here, everything is just straight and to the point, and he says it as it is. So we're going to read verse 21 and 22 here. He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's, day, elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Right. So what, what would your reaction be when, when Jesus says, says these words about these yeah. times that are coming? Well, it certainly evokes a bit of fear, to be honest. Yeah. He's like, unless those days, you know, no, unless it was shortened, no flesh would be saved. Or like, in other words, like, you better hope, you better think, you better be thankful that it's not going to, you know, happen for, for super long. Yeah. Because um, he says that those days will be shortened. So, um, you know, it's almost like Jesus anticipating that it's it's not going to be a, a, a smooth ride during these final events just prior to his return. And so, almost like he's uh, just inserting a little bit of... Um, bit of a warning, you know, that, hey, this is not something that you're just going to, you know, people just, it's not going to be a walk in the park. This, there's some going to be some pretty huge things that are going to happen, and you're going to th- thank God that it didn't wasn't so prolonged. Well, that's what I kind of see from that text. Mm. So is this world going to get better, the world that we live in? Doesn't sound like it. No. No, no it, it sounds like going to get worse. It sounds like it's going to get worse. It sounds like some of the worst times in history yep. are before us, which um, – which, uh, yeah, it means we, we need to really listen to what Jesus is saying and depend on him in everything. Yeah. So Jesus then talks about a number of signs that are going to take place that, that lead up to this so we can be aware of when this coming is near so it's not going to catch us off guards. You know, I just love um, Jesus, before a big event happens, he really sounds the alarm and makes his people aware of it, and he raises up a prophet, and, and he tells us in advance what's going to happen so that we're prepared, and when it does happen, we yeah. can look up, we can keep our eyes on Jesus and know he's in control, and he's got us, and he's caring for us, and whatever happens here on earth, we can know that God has us under his wings. Amen to that. So um, let's look at verse 4 now and see, the f- this is the first... First sign Jesus mentions. This is straight after the disciples asked the question. Then verse 4 says, And Jesus answered them and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. you. What's the first sign that Jesus mentioned? Yeah. Talking about deception, didn't deception. he? Deception, yeah. So is deception significant? Yeah, absolutely. I think we read about that in our, our news article that we read. Yeah. And so uh, when I think about our world that we live in today, it's, it's often called it's often called the age of misinformation yeah. that we're living in, isn't it? There yeah. is actually so much you deception. You just don't know what to trust these days. You don't know. And, and, and it's, it's largely thanks to the internet, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, there's, there's so much information on Even there. Even now with this introduction of this AI technology yeah. where people have videos and then they copy and paste the, the face and the voice. Yes. And, you know, it's it gets to a point where you can't even – it's really hard to detect the truth – you know, from error. Yes, that's right. 
Oh, oh, deception, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, someone sent me a, a, an AI-generated video last week of Jesus and uh, him there in, in, in wow. this video, and he was uh, sharing some truths, and <laughs> I was a bit worried and, and, and yeah, a bit, bit scared, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that we've seen deception today like never before in our history. Yeah. And let's just read verse 5. Jesus continues here. He says, For many will come in my name, saying... I am the Christ and will deceive many. Many. We've got, again, deceive. And as you read through this chapter, Jesus talks about this theme of deception again and again and again. It it comes up in a number of places. But now he switches to the religious worlds. Right. He's talking about false Christs. He's talking about false religious leaders here. Are we seeing deception in our religious world today? Do you think we're seeing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. If I could just insert here, Caden, as you you know, I would know we were at a, we were at a huge, what we call our conference regional within the Adventist um, Sisterhood of Churches, and the guest presenter, pastor from Victoria, he took the main message on on the weekend on Sabbath, and um, it's interesting we're talking about this thing because his message was um, essentially part of what you're sharing tonight, and he was talking about deception, and he was quoting that um, various people across the globe who claim to be Jesus and they had, you know, millions of people following, like some guy in South America. And, you know, I, I was even doing uh, some research on this a, a little while ago and there was some guy in Queensland. In fact, he came on our national TV. I think it was Sunday night was a program or current affair. I can't forget which one. But the guy was walking around claiming to be Jesus. And what you're saying tonight about deception is it's one thing when one person says they're Jesus or some person, but then to have millions of people following, that's that's the deceptive part. Mm. And sometimes you watch it from outside in and you're like, can't they see it? Like, that's not Jesus. You know, like if they would just study the Bibles, Jesus didn't say that this is how he'd come and et cetera. So, so yeah, to your point, yeah, we see deception all around. And, um, and I think that's what's why deception is. Deception is because you don't know that you're actually being deceived. That's what's so, so, um, yes, the danger of deception. Yeah. And, uh, we're certainly seeing a rise in, in, in many people who claim to be Christ. Yep. I, I remember just a couple of years ago, Channel 7 aired a program where they were interviewing Jesus. This was Aussie Jesus. Um, and his wife, they said, was Mary Magdalene, yep. who was reincarnated. And they were interviewing him, and he came to Adelaide here where we're based. What, and, really? Uh, yeah. And he, Jesus th- did the rounds, did he? Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. Yeah, he had the long hair, wow. he had the beard, he had everything, and he looked about the right age. Um, and uh, they were challenging him, why don't you part the waters of the River Torrens? <coughs> they, they challenged well, him, and he yeah. made some excuses you know, yeah. to, to not do that. But <laughs> it, it is all around us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got false Christs. Um, we've also got um, many, many churches. Yeah. Many, many people wonder why are there so many churches teaching so many things. Yeah. And uh, it can get very confusing sure. for people, can't it? This, yeah. this religious and, and Christian... Um, world that we live in there's just so much being taught so much going on and i just like to encourage our listeners in john seventeen seventeen, jesus says sanctify them by your truth your word yeah. is truth amen and uh jesus tells us we we need to look to the bible in everything we do the bible is our guide for our life it's in the bible we want it if it's not in the bible we don't yeah. want it we want to follow what the bible says yeah. um, because jesus said your word is truth <clears throat> yes so we need to find a church that teaches the bible and the bible only yeah 
So deception, big, big sign of the last days. We can talk more about that. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 now. Matthew 24, verse 6, um, and the start of verse 7 says this, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Yeah. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Will, do we have wars today? Absolutely. Unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, you, would, you, wouldn't be, um, you wouldn't be aware of what's going on. But yeah, and, absolutely. And we've had wars for a while, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, do we hear rumors of wars today? Yeah, absolutely. I think we were hearing the other day how there's even whispers of a World War Three coming along. Yes. Whether it's started or well, it could have started already, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm on, I mean, like most people, Kate, and I'm, you know, we're on the internet pretty much every day of yep. our, of our waking lives. And you can't come across some media outlet, whether it's, you know, news or social media. There's something about what's going on mm. in Ukraine, in, with the Middle East, yes. with the Gaza conflict, I mean that's just been in the last you know couple of years. Obviously that that particular Middle East story has been going on for many many years. But but yeah, um, we're living in we're living in a time where there is actually world wars going on as yes. we speak. Yes, and so, it's very interesting. Um, we live in a time of history where we have such technology and such weapons now, where we can um, with yeah. our technology we can. Pretty much wipe out humanity yeah. if if that was used for 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 that cause. Yeah, it's it's scary times, and uh, yeah, many yeah. many people of this world are concerned, and many are speaking out about it. So yeah. was was Jesus was Jesus right when he foretold that this would Absolutely. be a big issue in the last days? Yeah. Yes, he was, and and same with um, the deception. We can see the words of Jesus um, coming true. Um, we're going to go and uh, look at the second part of verse seven now. Where it says, Jesus says, there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places here. So Jesus is now talking about uh, the more climate issues um, yep. that are going to intensify in the last days. And um, I just want to, this account was also written in Luke. And uh, Luke recorded what Jesus is saying here um, in, in different words. And I just want to read Luke's account. It's Luke 21 verse, verse 25 where it says, um, Luke 21, and it says there'll be, there'll be strange tides and uh, there will be um, uh, 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 fearful signs in the heavens. And uh, it says, with the, the earth, um, there'll be distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves no, roaring. Yeah. roaring. Um, and uh, I, I see that that sums up um, the climate crisis that that we're seeing. We're, we're seeing the, the the strange tides. We're seeing the 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 the, the waves roaring. We're seeing yeah. intensi- intensification of climate related events, famines, um, earthquakes, all these natural yeah. disasters. We're seeing it here in God's words, and we're seeing it happen in our worlds. And, of course, we, we see pestilence. Um, we, we, we've just come out of a, a major pandemic, and so we're certainly seeing the intensity increase on that. So I, I see this whole climate um, crisis that we're facing a, a, a fulfillment of, of Matthew 24 yeah. of what Jesus is yep. saying. Hey, Caden, how about we just hit the pause for just a moment? We're going to have to go to a break, and we'll be back for our last leg of our show today. Um, 
But uh, we're going to just promote our book offer just one more time in our show today. Um, our book offer for today is End Time Hope by A Journey to Eternity by Pastor Mark Finley. Hey, uh, Pastor Mark Finley is a seasoned Christian evangelist. He preaches the Bible. He preaches the gospel. You would do yourself a favor to get yourself a free copy. So all you need to do, if you'd like a free copy of End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Pastor Mark Finley, all you need to do is text the code, and the code is... SA205 and you need to text SA205 to our number in the studio 04888880811 once again the code is SA205 you need to text that code to 04888880811 and we'll get your details and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can please don't go away we'll be back in just a few moments
That was Lauren Daigle with How Great Thou Art. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Q&A, and we... We just got just over a bit over 10, 12 minutes before we wrap up our show today. If you've just joined us, we're looking at the theme, the Bible, Jesus, and the end times. And Caden has been walking us through the Gospels, uh, talking about Jesus. And did Jesus ever talk about the end times? And we've been noticing, yes, absolutely, Jesus has and did talk about the end times. And it's very relevant, the things that we have been learning thus far in the Gospel of Matthew. So, Caden, I'm going to pass the time back to you. I know there's a few more things that um, you want to share in regards to this question, did Jesus ever talk about the end times? You you said that um, he spoke about deception. Um, he talked about political trouble. And then just before the break, we talked about this idea of climate change, the, the sea and the waves roaring. So, Walk us through, are there any other things that Jesus said about the end times? Yeah, Jesus incredibly gives us a lot of information, right. a lot of details, and he talks um, a lot about all the aspects that are there. He talks about, let's go on to social issues, the state of the world socially. Right. What, does, what does Jesus say will happen? And I'm just going to pick off in verse 12 of chapter 24, just the first part. Um, Jesus says, because lawlessness will abound. What do you think Jesus means by lawlessness? Yeah. So when I see the word lawlessness, I think it refers to both the secular and God's law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I think we we're seeing that in yeah. our, our world where we're seeing lawlessness from 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 the secular yep. um, standpoint. Um, we're we're seeing certainly um, a lot of that um, in the world that we're living in, um, and uh, in our first world yeah. countries, but certainly our third world countries as well. Um, and and certainly we're we're seeing um, it also in our religious world with with God's holy law. Right. We're, we're seeing um, um, that um, people not holding that in as high regard as well. Yeah. Because uh, uh, people tell me that uh, uh, just just like fifty years ago, um, God's law was was painted in schools and and put up in displays yeah. and in um, even in our our our, our, uh, our leaders um, in in their uh, buildings and uh, in in government um, areas, um, God's God's law was proclaimed and they yeah. They, um, now it's now it's not a bit eroded. Yeah. 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 Now it's not. So we're seeing this lawlessness, um, and then um, uh, then we then we pick up um, verse twenty, where Jesus says um, that pray your flights may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. And so right. we know one of God's laws is keep the Sabbath day holy. And here Jesus is pinpointing the Sabbath in in the context of the last day events, and uh, insinuating the Sabbath is going to be um, quite an issue. In the yeah. last days, too, which is what I'm going to be covering in my series at Brighton this week. Um, and then we're going to go to the second part of verse 12, where, where Jesus makes this statement, the love of many will grow cold. cold. Well, what, what do you take on that? Well, to me, it's an extension of this, you know, Jesus said lawlessness will, you know, lawlessness will abound. And um, I see it as just people's hearts. There's a certain sense of, not just rebellion, but people just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like you see all these viral videos of young people, just, just how they act. And I'm not just young people, I'm not just speaking on young people, but just people in general. Mm. There's a sense in which people have just lost this sense of care and concern for, for people. And it's, it's sad because a lot of it you see through social media where people are filming, you know, people who are, you know, Read on the street, or just you know, just all these. I'm just thinking of a plethora of of social media and just 
just how how messed up the world is. Yeah, you so, know, like kids just running amok. You know, people just have no no respect for authority anymore. Like there's viral videos where there was a kid I was watching not too long ago. A kid was in some class in in America and just had a full on fist fight with the teacher. You know, like you wouldn't have heard of those things. You know, years ago. No. So it's like it doesn't matter what aspect of the social fabric, whether it's in schools, in churches, in you know, in in the general public space, there's just a a sense of entitlement, a yes. sense of I don't care about you, I don't care about your feelings. What matters is what I think, and it's just a very self centered kind of culture we live in. And I think not not blaming social media, but it definitely has highlights and it's exacerbated the human condition. So in some way, the social media, what we see on the internet, is really a, a window into. What's going on in people's hearts, you know, and what people are watching, the content, like what what are people gravitating towards? So, yeah, I see there's just a huge, huge evidence to see that it doesn't look like humanity is getting any better. It's like it's on a slow, slippery slope down, mm. you know, whether it's on the world stage, you know. Here is Putin, like, I'm not trying to sound political, but well, it looks like he's just declared war on, Reca- on Ukraine, like, I don't care what's going on, and I'm just going to go and take what's rightfully mine, and, and you know, so, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty messed up world we're living in. Yes. And this is what Jesus is saying. Yes. He's like, hey, before we get to the return, just before the end time when I return, it's not like everyone's going to be loving each other and there's going to be total harmony and peace and prosperity. He actually says the opposite. It's going to get worse. Mm. And this is our reality. In verse 10, Jesus gives us some more details where he says, then many will be offended, will betray one another, yeah. and will hate one another. There you go. That's quite strong words, yeah. but that's ex- describing exactly yeah. what you were yeah. describing just before there. And yep. it is so easy to offend people today. Uh, <laughs> you don't, <laughs> I don't need to uh, highlight that too much. But um, what is that? What do they call it? The, we're in a woke culture. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, we're, yeah. Yep, that's. I, I can't see how much how more how much more worse it can actually get. Um, yeah, or how much more woke we can possibly get. I hope it doesn't go too much further. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then Jesus talks a little bit more about the state of the world, where he he says this in verse thirty-seven. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of right. the Son of Man be. Talking about Jesus' return. Um, For as in the days before the floods, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be as the coming of the Son of Man. What is this describing? It's describing the preoccupation, um, that me attitude you're talking about. Um, And uh, we're seeing in our world today, we're seeing uh, a huge amount of materialism, consumerism. We're seeing entertainment industry. You know, all our funds are going towards us, having a good time here and now. You just need to look around us and see this is our reality and so much money is being poured into this when it could do yep. could be doing a lot more good in the world. Absolutely. And uh, we're, we're seeing people are preoccupied with themselves and with having a good time yep. and not taking notes of the signs that are unfolding before us each and every day. Spot on. Spot on. So um, we're going to go into um, now um, Matthew uh, 24, verse 36, where um, in verse 36, um, Jesus says this, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, 
um, but of my Father only. Um, what is Jesus saying here in this verse about the last days and his second coming? What verse was that again? That's verse Matthew twenty four thirty six. Oh, 36. There it is. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So I think what he's saying there is we don't really know when he's going to come. No. We, we can't set a date for when he's going to return. No, no. We, we can't say he's coming next year. We can't say he's coming in yeah. five or whatever years. We can't be saying that. It's an emphasis on signs, isn't it? We're to look at the signs of when, yeah. of when Jesus comes. And, and you look at a lot of the, the religious world and the false Christs that come, they're often the ones who are, are setting dates, aren't yep. they? Yep. But we're warned by Jesus we're to steer well away yeah, exactly. from that. Because um, as soon as those dates come and go, they lose all credit. Ability, um, and then, then we have verses thirty-two to thirty-three. Thirty-two um, says this: Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. At the door. So we've just talked about a number of signs um, that Jesus foretold, and uh, we're seeing that in in the world around us, and and uh, we're seeing um, it yeah. at an intensity that we haven't seen before. So um, based upon the signs um, uh, that we are seeing, it seems like the second coming is not too far away yeah. at all, and um, it might even be right at the doors. Yeah. But then Jesus also describes um, the last days and the last day events using a, a very significant metaphor, and it's in verse 8. And I'll just read 24 verse 8 for you. Jesus says here, And all these are the beginnings of... Of birth pains. Yep. Some translations put sorrows. Um, birth pains. And this is also used by Paul as well, yep. talking about the last days, birth pains. Why does Jesus, uh, well, why does Jesus use this metaphor in the context of the last days and the signs that he is saying? I think he's probably talking about the increase in intensity. Mm. And, you know, just like when a woman has a, nearing her, her birth, um, the birth of the child, the the contractions and the it intensifies in frequency and 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 intensity. Yes. So it's almost like Jesus saying, "Hey, yeah." Some skeptics or some people will say, "Oh, we've always had earthquakes. There's always been lawlessness." But it seems to be that Jesus, using the knowledge of a woman giving birth, that it's going to increase in mm. frequency and intensity. So that's the p- kind of picture I see there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as a father of uh, two two girls, is it? Yeah. yeah oh, one, one. One girl? Yeah. <laughs> not, not two yet. <laughs> not, not two yet. <laughs> uh, you, you would know uh, a bit about this. Not yeah. too much, but a bit. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we, we are seeing um, these signs increase in intensity. Um, right before us, and uh, uh, it's it seems to be getting closer and closer together. And I I really feel that uh, we need to look up at this time and uh, make sure our relationship with God um, is uh, is there and secure, and to hold fast to Him um, through these turbulent Amen. times that are really right before us. Amen. Hey, Pastor Caden, thank you so much for. Uh for leading us in that conversation about Jesus talking about the end times. I hope you've enjoyed our show today. We're going to have to end our program in just a couple of minutes. But uh, before we let you go, our, we just want to um, invite you to tune in tomorrow where our host, Pastor Marty and Pastor Ricardo, they're going to be looking at the question, should we all become preppers? 
preppers. And um, if you don't know about that, you need to tune in tomorrow. So um, until then, we want to leave you with the words of Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And so on behalf of the Faith FM Drive Time team, we want to wish you a wonderful evening. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.